Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. On this week's edition, Graham Young speaks to Michael Gannon in Tron time after Celtic's win over Rosenborg kept their Europa League hopes alive. Also on the agenda was the form of Philip Benkovic and the small matter of the Betfred Cup final this weekend. So I'm joined uh, by Michael Gannon in Tron time. Uh, I think you're at the airport now, Mick. How, how was the trip? Overall, good morning. Yeah, we're still we're still on the trip. We're not actually home yet. We're still on, still on, uh, in Norway. Um, the Celtic team actually stayed overnight, and they stayed here to do their their, um, their post match kind of rehab work over here. So I think the team were going through all the kind of um, the swimming pool work and all that stuff and um, and rehabilitation stuff. Um, a bit like ourselves, obviously the press pack doing the same, <laughs> warm downs and the stretches and um, after the last night's uh, escapade. But uh, no, it's, um, it's a successful trip for Celtic. Played well last night. Um, good performance, good result, and a pretty comfortable win, really. So that was uh, it's a it's a ground that Celtic obviously know well. Uh, been two times already in the last seventeen months, but it was a. It was an impressive way they, they went about their business last night. They were on the front foot, very eager. Maybe like in a lot of maybe domestic away games, there, were, there was no fear factor there, was there, against Rosenberg? I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think I've seen a more, a more comfortable away performance in Europe for a long time. At this stage, in Celtic, it was, there was never really any danger. I know the last maybe 10 minutes, it was a slight anxiety crept in. Because it was only one nil, but in hindsight, there was never really that. Like you say, there never really that fear factor. They were in complete control most of the game. Um, it was pretty emphatic. I mean, the one goal really wasn't the kind of um, enough to show for their efforts. But the first hour, I thought they played very well. Um, at half time, it was more one goal. We said coming two or three. Um, Rosenberg didn't offer too much at all. I don't think he'd gone on a single save to make. Um, it was just a kind of mature, composed performance. Uh, and again, they had to win, and they did win it. Um, like you say, I've been here so many times, and even myself, I've been here more than I've been to Livingston, I think, in the last 18 months, um, home from home. Yeah. Um, but it, did, it felt like a kind of away game in Scotland. I don't think, I don't think Rosenberg would finish top four in Scotland, to be honest with you. Um, I think, I think, uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs are, I think, are better than them, to be honest with you. Um, and, and the result and, and performance kind of reflected that. So, Scott Sinclair, second headed goal of the year in Europe uh, not many people have been betting on that at the start of the season he probably arguably guys like Benkovic and Tierney were excellent in the night but for Sinclair who's almost playing himself back into form uh, another goal a big goal at that as well uh, do you think he could maybe be pushing on for the rest of the season I know we've probably been here before but there's definitely been uh, shoots of recovery in recent months what do you think of him last night and going forward yeah, he does seem to get his confidence back. Um, I think he didn't quite hit the same heights last season, maybe the, um, the early part of this season, but um, he does seem to be finding his forward a bit of confidence. But uh, I don't think he played that, that great last night. He was OK last night, it go well. I think it was more about the, the work from James Forrest down the right to create it. I think it was more important for that goal. But he did, he did play reasonably well. 
Um, I think what Sinclair brings to the team is he brings a, a lot of balance to the side. I think obviously with um, with um, Dembele leaving and the plans to play Dembele and Edward uh, as a front two-ish kind of thing, that kind of went by the wayside when Dembele left. But bringing him back to the old kind of style, kind of um, formation and style, Sinclair does give you that balance, that Celtic, uh, that balance that you force on one side, Sinclair on the other. Uh, it links up well with Keon Pearlman. and it, it, it does look like a, like a comfortable fit for Celtic. So he's playing pretty well. Um, I, I think he'll take some shift from the team. But in saying that, Brendan Rodgers has got a lot of decisions to make this weekend. He's got guys fit and available. Uh, there's a lot of boys who want to play in the cup final on Sunday. Um, so it's, it's going to be tricky getting them all in. No, that's a, a very good point. That was actually going to be my next question. So, 1 11, you'd imagine. Wish they pull through. You I think that the back four would be able to start again. Uh, but in midfield, there's real decisions to be made. And Cham was in the bench last night, as was Scott Brown, who came on to calm things down in the closing stages. What's your gut instinct? How do you think they'll line up in the three in midfield on Sunday? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I think you might go again with the same the same lineup again. Um, I think Scott Brown managed the last year 12 minutes, but it's, it's a big ask to go straight back into a cup final. The big Hamden pitch, when he's not played for for, um, for seven games, and not the starter for seven games, that's a big ask. Uh, Charm, interesting one, potentially um, could play, but I think it'd be pretty harsh. You know, look at the, the midfield um, of McGregor, Christie, Rogic. Um, I mean, Rogic might be the one to make way. He's, he's still kind of. Working you back to fitness. Cup final rogues, but Mick, you know he's, he likes his goals against Aberdeen. And the, the big wide, wide open space in the hand is, is perfect for Tom, for Tom Rogic. Um, so therefore, I think we'd be they'd be reluctant to, to leave him out. Uh, let's see, Ryan Christie's a, a, in the best form he's created at Celtic so far. The harsh to leave him out. Cal McGregor's been, been pretty sensational this season in any role of place. Um, so, I mean, if I ain't broke, type, type situation with Celtic at the moment, but then again, Scott Brown is the captain, the leader, a big influence on and off the pitch. If he's fit, you would find him to play, but is he, is he 100% fit for the cup final? I don't know. I think he would be in a couple more games. Um, it's a busy period coming up, so I think I could see um, Roger sticking with what he's, he's been going with in the last few weeks. Then that would take us uh, towards the, the top end of the pitch, the strikers. Edward, who arguably played his best ever game for Celtic against Leipzig. There's a couple of times, he, as good as he is, and when you see him drifting to the left side, he's very comfortable cutting inside. But maybe last night he lacked a bit of physicality, just uh, at times he wasn't right in the last defender, maybe coming across for some of the uh, tantalising balls that were going across the six-yard box. Would you would you imagine that he'll get the nod ahead of Griffiths, even though Griffiths kind of worked yeah, his way back into contention? Yeah, still short in terms of starting the match, I think. I think he's still short in terms of starting. I think um, coming from the bench, yeah, I think he's fine. Um, listen, Edward was a stinker last night. I think he could tell for the first few minutes. I think his first touch uh, of his shin and bounced away. And you think it's not going to be his night, and it was like that all night for him. It's just one of those nights when he's been put on the wrong feet. Um, just just he's going to make it going. Um, I think he, he struggled a wee bit. Um, but uh, he's been in decent form as well. Uh, as you mentioned, that Leipzig game was fantastic that night. Um, so I'd imagine he'll, he'll lead the line uh, at the weekend. Exactly, I don't think it's quite there yet in terms of starting. I think he's uh, he's getting there, but um, speaking to a, a few of them last night, I think he's still a wee bit away from, from starting the game. Um, but he'll have a he'll have a uh, he'll go off the bench, I imagine, on Sunday uh, and play a part in the game. That's for sure. Uh, so looking to match a record set by Walter Smith's side, um, and that really kind of brings you into that level of a side where Rodgers has got Celtic playing at. They're now one of the all-time 
great Scottish teams domestically anyway and they're making inroads in Europe as well. What, what do you think that would mean, a, a, another trophy sitting in a row for Rodgers? But where would that, how would that further enhance his legacy at Celtic? Well, I mean, it's, it's already there. I mean, the, the, the invincible treble and back-to-back trebles, I think it's already safeguarded his, his place in, in the, um, the history books for Celtic. Uh, he's now just adding to it. Um, I think to go to go seven trophies in a row, uh, I think people are actually almost take it for granted to the success that he's had, yeah. but it's been phenomenal, really, um, to be like, so consistent once a long period of time. Um, I mean, the game on Sunday, you've got to see they're heavy, heavy favourites for Sunday. Um, I mean, the task ahead of Aberdeen is absolutely huge, isn't it? Um, I mean, Aberdeen, I think, are undertaking of anyone a, a game, but you look at the, the comparative resources and players, uh, like we said, there's, there's guys back fit and firing. It looks like a huge ask for Aberdeen. Celtic are pretty much firing all cylinders at the moment. And if they turn up on Sunday, you can't see anything apart from a Celtic win, really. Um, but it's a cup final. Aberdeen... I say they've maybe not produced it uh, in these kind of big games in the past. I've been saying that, I think the Scottish Cup final against Celtic a couple of years ago, I thought they played pretty well. Um, in the middle part of the game, they were, they were pretty good. Um, but you got to say that Celtic are overwhelming favourites for this one. You, you, you'd fancy they go and get the, the first trophy of the season on board. One of the, and you, obviously the reason why you're still in Trondheim, Celtic decided to stay overnight, uh, revealed the end on the week. Is that obviously everything in mind for Sunday as well? Uh, extra recuperation, time to rest. How? Uh, what's what's the thinking there then? Do you think there's got to be? Would that lead to maybe keeping the same team as we talked upon? Maybe giving players that have played a lot of football just that extra rest to go one more time, and maybe the schedule might ease up after Salzburg in a few weeks. Give more players a chance to play. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the reason for first day next night, I think usually on these European trips, you, they, they go straight home and you get in about three or four o'clock in the morning. So you, the next day is pretty much a write-off. Um, so I think there's, there's ways with the sports science department and all that stuff. It's all very technical and they've, they've worked out that it's probably best to take up this morning, do their rehab stuff, have a team meeting, and then they're flying out in the next kind of hour or so. Um, so it's, it's like almost like a normal working day when it's head to the flight home. Um, so it's understandable because it's, it's a quick turnaround obviously the finals on Sunday so they've only got really an extra day to prepare for it um, obviously the schedule and come towards the December schedule is, is, is mayhem for, for a lot of teams um, it's, a, it's big games every every, every few days um, I think it's 11 games in December that's two out of the way uh, but they keep coming thick and fast right up to the, up to the new year um, so that, that, this, this other squad's coming back to me. I think the, the squad this year has been, has been battered by injuries. I think there's only two or three that haven't been in it at some point. Um, was the rest of them have spent some time in the treatment table. But they're all back, they all seem to be back now and, and fit, so they're, they're going to need that squad because they're going to get stretched to, to a limit in the next few weeks. Um, it's a crucial period of the season as well. Just to uh, go back to the Europa League for a moment, obviously last night's result was perfect and Fears over a carver for a Leipzig victory were uh, not misguided, but it didn't come to fruition anyway. And Salzburg again proved why uh, they're probably the pick of the Red Bull bunch right now. Obviously, yeah, it's all set up. The fantastic finale beat Salzburg or get a draw, and they'll be in the last 32, which looked unlikely after they trudged off to, uh, in Leipzig after match day three. What about that for Celtic? That, in many ways, it's, you can a draw takes you through, but they won't play that type of game. It'll be back under the disco lights, a, a big atmosphere. How, how do you imagine Brendan Rodgers will tackle that game in the night? 
I mean, I think it's, it's shaped up. I thought Fulham really mean it. I think, like you say, after that Leipzig game, it almost felt like Celtic were right off this European campaign. It just seemed to be that it petered out and wasn't really going anywhere. The injuries were taking its toll. It just it was all a bit flat, wasn't it? But that Leipzig at Parkhead really kind of um, brought it back to life. Uh, actually, the win last night set it up perfect for this game. It's going to, it's going to be some night. I mean, I think the Leipzig night was one of those special European nights at, at Parkhead. Uh, obviously, had the big, the big fancy light show and all that stuff, but it's going to be that again. Uh, the big question is, listen, Salzburg are a top side. Um, arguably the best side in this group. No, no question of the best side in this group by far. Um, uh, the only question is, what, what was their motivation like in that game? They've already qualified uh, for the knockout phase. Um, do they approach it? In a different manner. You like they may think that they might not have the, the foot in the gas in that one. But if Celtic started the game that night with a big atmosphere and uh, a lot of intensity, you, you can see them doing it. You can see them pulling it off. They've, they've beaten better teams at, at home uh, in the Champions League and in, in the Europa League as well. Um, it's, it's tough. Like I said, Salzburg, I mean, the, the one in Germany as well, uh, they're going to be really strong. Uh, they've got quality players uh, from top to bottom. So it's a, it's a tough, a tough game. But given the way they were a few weeks ago, Celtic to have a chance to get a point to get to the knockout stages, it's a pretty big achievement. And but it is a big achievement again to get in Europe beyond Christmas. Hundred percent for Scottish teams. We take I mean, it's, um, it's almost viewed as a kind of um, it's part of the course to get to that stage, but it's, it's difficult. Um, and Scottish teams don't do it all that often. So it'll be a great achievement um, to get beyond Christmas. Uh, and I think they can do it now. I think they can. So you see a big night at the park, full house, great atmosphere and all that stuff, and uh, an intensive atmosphere. It's going to be great. I think it's. Um, I think they've got the one foot in the next round. Um, but, like I say, it's, it's difficult. It's, a diff- it's still a tough match, but um, I believe they could do it. I think you're uh, spot on there about the, the achievement aspect of it all. I think we're finding now that with the amount of teams for the top, top leagues that are making it into the group stages of the Champions League. There's really good teams that aren't quite making it in, that are more than capable in Europe. Uh, and they're, they're there still to find out their club, especially Leipzig and Salzburg in their group. One well, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a pretty difficult group they got. I mean, oh, they're, really they're difficult? The champions of Austria and the champions of Norway and, and, and Scottish champions. There's three champions of, in European terms in that group, in the Europa League. So it's a, a pretty tough, tough um, section they were handed. Yeah. They come out above, above Leipzig, who have got a massive budget, um, Red Bull, Red Bull buildings behind them and all that stuff. If they fight above Leipzig, that's a hell of an achievement. 100%. So, one player uh, I'd like to just talk about is uh, Philip Benkovic, uh, touched upon him earlier on. Uh, obviously, still taking everyone at the club will be desperate, they'll stay beyond January. And it, I think Claude Puel recently intimated that that, that looks likely. Uh, but he's he's top notch, isn't he? He's, the, I know Boyat has developed into a great player, but this is this is a guy that you can hang your hat on in Europe uh, to produce the goods. He's a real deal, isn't he? He's, um, he's a Rolls Royce. You can tell he's just he's just he's his quality. He just seems so calm and composed at all times. Um, he's got that kind of rugged edge that you want as a defender, but he's also good in the ball. He's classy on the ball. I think I, I was looking through some of his stats last night. His, his passing stats are, are, are phenomenal. Mm. Um, rarely gives the ball away. <laughs> he's instrumental at building in the, in the back. As is Boyata, who has now become uh, I mean, a, a top player for Celtic. Um, but 18 months ago, I don't think anyone would have believed it. Mm. Uh, but the pair of them together actually dovetail pretty well. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Don't get flustered too often. Um, I just think when you watch the two of them last night, when they strolled it last night, I mean, against uh, Nicholas Bender, 
Yeah. Who, as I know, he's going to always get a time when the time when they can come in up field. So he's put up all on chainery cycles. Um, I'm hopeless, but I think a lot of that was down to the outlook too. Completely, they marked about the game. Um, they strolled it last night to them, um, and you just can't help but thinking, what if only Celtic had those two available for the Champions League qualifiers? I mean, I don't think that would have happened in Athens if they had those no. two in place at that point in time. Um, but you can't turn back the clock. But it's a case of a bit like a bullseye, what the Zurich could have won. Because if they had the two in place, I don't think they'd lose the, the games against the. Um, against AK Athens um, but having them now um, firing all cylinders I think I think the clean sheets between the two of them I think it's the 10-13 games between the two of them yeah. they've, they've racked up so they're, they're, they don't lose many goals uh, and they're going to be crucial for this next, next week period um, like you say Leicester are saying they're happy from the state of the whole season that's music to Celtic's ears but yeah it's meant to be seen I mean I think I think Celtic will get tested in January I think there'll be a bid that comes in for them, um, having not back nine million in the, in the summer, they might have another decision to make in January. Um, a contract in a few months' time. Um, I don't know. It's He's really good, good, isn't he, Mitch? Like, I know there's you can have these slapstick games like the Ibrox game. Even though Celtic eventually won three two, and it, it, if you're watching that at home as a neutral, you think this guy is a bomb scare. But there's, there's yeah. been such a progression maybe under Rodgers that the, the confidence to pass the ball, he'll, he'll do pretty well, won't he, when he moves on? And it might be a bigger club than you'd, you'd imagine. It could potentially be just with his exploits with Belgium as well. I just think, you look at the English market in January, teams that are struggling in January are crying out for defenders. And, um, a big, strong, solid centre-half that could pass the ball. I mean, every box is getting ticked. Yeah, it feels like a little moment there again. I think they have been le- less and less this season um, there have been I think, um, I think the last time we had a, had a real kind of um, shock I maybe it was Ibrox and the advice to, to win 3-2 I think that day was, um, was a bomb going around um, but he seems to cut that out a wee bit in, in, in recent times I think the confidence again second for Belgium I think it's helped him as well um, but listen there's a, a, there'll be money on the table and I'm, I'm convinced there'll be money on the table in January for him I think some will come in and they might even be 5 or 6 million pounds and for a guy who's got months left in his contract, it's going to be difficult for him to turn it down, especially given the way it worked out in the summer when he, he, he thought he was away, he wanted to be away. But in fair, listen, fair play to him, he's, he's knuckled down, he's head down, and he's played through it, despite his, his, um, his little tantrum in the summer. Um, but I think we could be in for another interest in January with him. Because, um, like, like I say, the, the team's in, especially that bottom half of that English Premier League. Yeah, they're desperate. Film on one team. That uh, were in, in from before and they, they've been pretty poor at the back. You'd imagine they'd be. Yeah, well, that again. I mean they're, they're still interested. I mean I think they would they wouldn't even blink at throwing seven eight million pounds against their contract yeah. in six months. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. I know I know Celtic would love to keep them to the end of the season, um, but they make their hand forced, unfortunately. Uh, I guess it's the way the market goes. Um, but and then, then there's a little worry that they're left or saved on big race day of the season. But if, if Man United go and take uh, Harry Maguire, uh-huh. they might change, their, might change their opinion quite quickly. Well, exactly. Um, exactly. So, but that's, this, this is the danger of the January window. It's a, it's a, it's a perilous window. Um, so, certainly be on their guard. Yeah. And I think maybe if Boya had not sacrificial arm as such, but the player they expect who could depart, that would. There's an acceptance among Celtic fans that that might be the case, but they'd probably be keen not to lose anyone else, irrespective of the, the bids that come in. Because uh, if they're in the last 32, they feel good factor. Probably Rangers are still close enough to now for a title race. There's plenty to play for in the second half of the season. 
So, yeah. Yeah. turning back to Hamden, um, massive game as we spoke about earlier on. Earlier on said Aberdeen have got their work cut out up against it. If you were going to go for a scoreline prediction, what would you be going for, Mick? So the rest of your day you'll head back now. Mac, what time will we see you back in the office at to get back down to work? Uh, yeah, well, we'll be landing, uh, crash landing at about 5 o'clock this evening. <laughs> uh, yeah, back, back for the night shift. Uh, <laughs> the days that we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I appreciate your time anyway today, Mick, and uh, looking forward to speaking to you soon. So thanks for joining us. No problem. That's all from us this week. We'll be back again soon with all the latest from Parkhead. Remember to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available. And you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.